Hi guys, this is uh, this is your co-host James Kaminsky here. And this is your co-host Paul Kaminsky. Oh, James, we're very excited today. We're super excited, you guys. This is a big deal. We've come up with some contacts in the industry. Oh, so many industry contacts. So many the industry is just flaring. So we're here before the title music to tell you just how excited we are for this special episode. Yeah, the special episode, by the way, which will be the first one you'll be listening to in, in April, which is which is super exciting. April is coming up this Saturday. So, hey, springtime is here. The industry's firing. We're just so excited. Right. New, There's just so much in the air. New beginnings. We're springing forward. We're kicking this into high gear. We're giving you our best podcast yet, if I may say so. Yeah. Oh, I think you can, James. Not only the best, but the first podcast of April, right. the first of April, right. and it's very, it's a, oh, it's a doozy. So, hey, without further ado, James. So we're gonna we're gonna kick off this podcast, right? I hope you enjoy this very special all interview episode. So, please enjoy. Take it away. The Third Men Podcast is a fan made, not for profit, just for fun celebration of Jack White, and is in no way or the man himself. For the definitive history of Jack White and his music, please consult your local Jack White. And for everyone else looking for a home, you found one here in a place so seedy. Enjoy! The Smash Men Podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun celebration of Smash Mouth, and is in no way directly affiliated with Steve Harwell or the band itself. For the definitive history of Smash Mouth and their music, please consult your local Smash Mouth. And for everyone else wondering why we can't be friends, you found one here. So get the show on and get paid. Enjoy! If somebody wants to tell me that I should start a podcast, I'd laugh at them all right in their face. Smash Men, the Smash Mouth podcast where we talk all things Smash Mouth, really get our hard well hard on. You know what I mean, James? I know exactly what you mean, Paul. We are going deep diving right into that Smash Mouth hole. Yes, and I am your co-host, Paul Kaminsky. I'm your other co-host, James Kaminsky. And this is the Smash Men, where we talk about Smash Mouth's uh, music and history and films, and we pick a new topic every week. And this week, James, oh, we got a good one. Oh, it's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's a big one. We've been waiting. We've been getting just piles of email in E-Land. 
picture. Um, we're getting piles and bi- just emails and Facebook comments and just people uh, are tweets. sending us physical mail. They're sending us postcards going, "Why won't you do this?" I'm holding one right now. Look at this. Look, I'm holding it right now, folks. He's not lying. He's yeah. He's holding it right in front of my face. Yeah. I might as well be walking on the sun about this, Paul. I'm a believer. Come on. Yeah, we've waited long enough. It is time for us to do an album analysis and review of Smash Mouth's seminal recording, their sophomore release, their follow-up to the masterful Fush Yu Mang in 1997. Oh, masterpiece. We're talking about Astro Lounge. Sorry, it was was too quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, Paul! (laughs) I know! I am so excited. This is the greatest album ever made by mankind, by mouthkind, by all creatures in God's sweet existence. Uh-huh. This is the best album ever made. Yes. And James, we care very deeply about Smash Mouth. We know you all do too. But there's one thing we value amongst all else, and that's making sure we're accurate. And we wouldn't want to be looking kind of dumb with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on our forehead. She was looking kind of dumb. was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, she was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. <laughs> James, do you want to tell the good people about looking kind of dumb with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead is? I would love to, Paul. First, may I say, we just got to we gotta learn sometimes that we're just saying the wrong things, man. We have to shut our fushing mouths, all right? Yeah, fush you, man. <laughs> so we got to make sure that we get all of our mouth information correct. All you mouth heads out there know that it's the most important thing to be 100% right to you, yourself, to this band yes paul we have to make sure that we don't look like total friggin dinguses out there yeah and that we get this stuff right so paul can you tell me why i'm walking around with this finger and my thumb in the shape of an l on my forehead yes our first walking around with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an l on our forehead comes courtesy of dally kurga thank you dally and uh, we had incorrectly stated that um in our in episode 46 our movie cover songs episode that the Sherman Brothers cover the band performed I Want to Be Like You. We incorrectly said it was for the Jungle Book 3 uh, mm. animated feature. It was actually for the Jungle Book 2 animated feature. And it, James, it actually took place shortly after the group was dropped from Interscope. That just shows how dumb we can be 
when we're just so excited about this band, Paul. Uh, yes, I know. And uh, so that was a grievous mistake on our part. The Jungle Book 3 famously featured music by Mandy Moore, and we just we got confused. It, it is not the Smash, uh, Smash Mouth you know and love. That is in the Jungle Book 2. Uh, so that is but the first of, a, of just a little bit of a batch here, James. I'm just going to go through just one or two others here. Fire away. Hit me with them. We incorrectly stated on our Smashed on Tour episode that when Steve Harwell appeared on Guy Fieri's television show, the event was held actually, so we had said it was at Macaroni Grill in Dublin, California, but in fact, the event was held at Johnny Garlic's Restaurant in Dublin, <sighs> California, and that was Obviously. on, uh, yeah, and that was on October 11th in 2011, so look, what we did get right there is that Harwell was able to finish all the eggs with the help of audience members and the San Jose Sharks mascot named Sharky. So that but that, uh, that information yeah. that we gave you about him drawing was, all of yeah. the tablecloths was still correct, but it was not a paper tablecloth in which it can be you know quickly crumpled up and thrown away. It was in fact a cloth tablecloth, and uh, they were unable to use it. We get these things wrong sometimes. It wasn't a macaroni grill. Sue me. You know, sue me. Don't sue me. And then just really quickly here, the bread that the people in the crowd hurled at Harwell at that just harrowing show, that infamous, infamous show that took place in Colorado was actually rye bread. We had said that it was a pleasant pumpernickel. Um, if, if there was pumpernickel involved, it was most definitely not pleasant. Yeah, they had them writhing around in pain, didn't they? Look, we're really sorry about that, day. but that's been looking kind of dumb with a finger and a thumb and a shape and nail on our forehead! Forehead! Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see, won't, it won't stop. Paul, we really took an interscope microscope to all that, but do you want to get to this yeah, let's album? Let's dive into Astro Lounge. All right. James, we're into album details here. We're talking about one of the greatest albums of all time, Astro Lounge. And, you know, without further ado, we're going to just kind of get into it here. Yeah, let's get into it, Paul. Yeah, yeah. So the release date, this album came out on June 8th, 1999. Oh, what a fun time. Yeah. I remember exactly where I was on, on that day. Yeah. I was waiting in line at the FYE. Yeah. Sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah. Shorts rocked. I was just wet with excitement, Paul. Yeah, my tips were frosted and erect. I had many different pairs of sunglasses on at the same time. I had just gotten out of writing my preemptive Mystery Men fan fiction chat room right, right, uh, right. on AOL, and I had been talking to a, a few friends on there. Stiller fan 6969, I remember, mm -hmm. reminded me that this album would be coming out. So, yeah, hey, I was there, too. I have Happen to be at the uh, Virgin Megastore to get mine, you see. Yeah, so, hey, look, it was a fun time in music. Now, this is their second or sophomore release. Sophomore is what they say in music circles, James. By Smash Mouth following their Smash debut record, the double platinum Fush You Mang in 1997. Woo! Another fine album. So, this album was a full five years after former FOS or Freedom of Speech rapper Steve Harwell founded the group in his native San Jose. 
Jose, California. So they're only five years into their musical career. I mean, he is a legend already. Yeah. With his music, with his sick rhymes, his sick beats, just sickness all around. Yeah, real sick stuff. You know, and and we talked about freedom of speech a little bit in our Smash Beginnings episode Mm -hmm. where we uh, detailed Steve Harwell's devotion to politics in his music. He's given me a new reason to love our Constitution, Paul. God bless America. God bless freedom of speech. God bless Stephen Hard. Well, so Steve uh, brought in drummer Kevin Coleman, guitarist Greg Camp, and bassist Paul Delisle, and uh, chose the name Smash Mouth after a football term meaning an offensive system that relies on a strong running game. Oh man, where most of the plays run by the offense and handoffs to the fullback or tailback. It is more traditional style of offense that often results in a higher time of possession by running the ball heavily. Oh, I love a fullback handoff. I'm sorry, my mouth was full as you were explaining that handoff. Uh, And the band rose to fame after their demo tape of their song, Nervous in the Alley, was picked up by a local San Jose radio station, K-O-M-E, or COM, which led to their signing by Interscope Records. Look, Interscope was just signing anyone that walked in the door back in 99. They just, anyone walking in, Jerry Harwell, I think it's Jerry Hallowell, uh, Steve Harwell. So they have a heavy ska influence, uh, or, or school, as uh, you're supposed to pronounce it in traditional Japanese style, that's largely absent from this record that was all over Fushumang. Right. It I was my favorite album to, to skank to or skunk to. I love to skunk to this music, Paul. Yeah, you got to skunk, you got to skank, you got to dream, you got to reel, you got to rock, you got to shout your lungs out. Mm. You got to roll your windows down. <laughs> I thought, yeah, dropping those sick beats. Waiting for the beats to drop. The, 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 the beats. <laughs> this album was recorded from July 1998 to April 1999, so a period of about eight months. You know, they really took their time. That's almost a month for every two songs. They really need to get deep, down, dirty with these lyrics. Yeah. They need to just take their hand, fiddle around a bit, pull out the sickest dopest words that are available yeah. in Webster's Dictionary. They don't use that Oxford shit. They go and they find the Webster's Dictionary. If they don't got a Webster's Dictionary, they find a Webster's Dictionary. They'll write one themselves if they need to to pull out these sick, nasty, drippy words, Paul. Yeah, just nasty. Nasty words. Real nasty. Sick. Sick words. Nasty. Dope. Disgusting. Fancy. Sick. It was recorded at HOA's Recording Studio in Redwood City, California. Uh, The band is uh, really tied to California. It seems that the state looms large in their legend. And the band lost drummer Kevin Coleman shortly after the out. Sick. Nasty. Sick words. Shortly after the album's release due to back problems. So they really, well, yeah, you got to watch your back. So we're going to go through here and just do a uh, a track-by-track analysis, James. We're going to go track-by-track. All right. Let's smash them tracks. But, Paul, before we get to that, I think we have something a little special that you've been working on. So let's get to our first smash. And now for a very special Smashed Man segment, Mr. Andrew Marino will tell us a little bit about what makes Smash Mouth special to him. 
when Astro Lounge came out, I was in a really interesting part in my life. The deep sort of multi-track album spoke to me on a level that I, I don't know if there's another band that has or could speak to me in that way. Tracks like All-Star, for example, the, the, the mega hit, the world-shattering All-Star, had so many lines that just helped me in a time. Like, even just the first line, somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I didn't have anybody in my life that could teach me that. Preach. That could teach me that the world was going to try and get the best of me. There was going to be somebody looking at me, kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. That meant loser, that the world was going to look at me and say, you're a loser. But as the song goes on, don't let them hold you back. Don't, don't let that world look you in the face and tell you you aren't good enough because, hey, bud, you're an all-star. You got the songs like, uh, come on, come on, walking out the door, I'm on my way, can you tell me just where I'm going? You don't know where you're going in life. You, you don't know what your destination is. You just know that you gotta go. You gotta, you gotta go for it. Bringing you back to All-Star, you gotta go for that gold. very much like what I had hoped my father would have taught me if he hadn't left in such a way, uh, leaving leaving that void where Smash Mouth just kind of came in and filled it up, filled my heart, filled it up, filled it up full. So so many good songs on the. What about what about the the old Smash Mouth class, classic? Then the morning comes. And the world's a stage and the world's a phase and the end is near. So push rewind just in time. Thank anybody, you're gonna do it again. If you got a rough one, you just put put that little old head down on that pillow, get a good old snooze time, wake up the next day, hey, it's gonna be a better day. Don't worry about it, don't let it get you down because when the morning comes, it's all new again. My dad never did come back. He stayed away. I mean, it was, yeah, that was a real tough, that was a real toughie. I, I wrote him a lot of letters. He never responded. Smash Mouth, I wrote them letters. They responded. He sent me some stickers and said, you can't just mail a letter to the band Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth isn't a person, and I told him, that's not what Smash Mouth taught me. Smash Mouth taught me that we are all people. We are all enough. We are all all-stars. But no, my father never came back. You know, the, the next hope after that was... Will Smash Mouth be able to adopt me? And Supreme Court didn't want to hear it. Thanks, Obama. It, it preached to me, it preached to my soul, it filled me up uh, and made me a believer. And I am. I am a believer in the Church of Smash Mouth.
interesting. There's a lot of undertones within the album of Astro Lounge that they were abducted by aliens. And further on in their uh, albums, you can see sort of the ideas behind that really take shape. Uh, and that uh, some people believe that Smash Mouth's Astro Lounge was really a cry for help. Uh, you know, that they wanted someone to hear them and hear their plight and what they went through on the Astro Lounge. No one answered but me. With more letters. I tried. I tried to say that I see what you're saying. I hear you and I see you. Again, I was just met with more sticker packs. So many sticker packs. Can't really line a line a room with Smash Mouth stickers. Never enough room to fill that void. Do you think Smash Smash Mouth could make a sticker so big even they couldn't stick it? They were able to really... I think what they were so good at was speaking to a generation of of kids without dads. They really captured what that sort of life was like and and really tried to be the father figure that so many kids didn't have. And stickers. I mean, their stickers stickers were real solid. They had a real solid sticker game, you know? the cool kid on the playground if you had a Smash Mouth sticker. Let alone, like, a thousand. I had, like, a thousand Smash Mouth stickers. In summation, I think Smash Mouth is the dad that we always wanted, that we always were hoping for, and that where your dad went... Where your dad is probably doesn't matter, but most likely it's on the Astro Lounge. The album opens with the with the unforgettable who's there. Who could forget who's there? Hey, knock knock. Who's there? Who's there? Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. Oh, God. I'm sorry. So the song opens with this, like, cellular phone kind of sound. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, and it just kicks right in. Boom, ba-boom, 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 ba. Like all the best Phil Spector and Ronnie Spector before it. It's that wall of mouth sounds. <laughs> it's the wall of mouth, James. It really is the wall of mouth. Oh, there's some Motown on this, James. Mm, oh, mm, there's some... Mm. Nice classic pop on yeah. this, James. And then that vocal, that vocal just screams in. It screams in, and he's got that, uh, and it just sounds so sick. It sounds so sick. Nasty.
track two, we launch into digging your scene. I would just say a, a great use of modern lingo. Hey, yo, cool. Kevin. Kevin Coleman, my manager. <laughs> hey, you know that scene I've been digging? I think I'm going to write a song about it. Am I right? He's going to be talking to his manager about this. He's going to be digging that scene. He's going to be leaning into that scene, writing songs about it left and right. Uh, yeah, left, right. But you know it feels so right. Yeah. To put that pen and paper and write, and it will be so tight. <laughs> Am I stalling? I might be. Is this a freestyle? Freedom of speech, FOS. Come at me. My tips are frosted like... Come on, Paul. You can do this. You can do this. You got this. Like... Come on. Come on. Come on. Tony Come on. the Tiger's roster. She doesn't know the meaning of time. Still I can't put out the flame. This one hums right along. Uh, it's a real, it's a real nice, real nice song. James, I know you have a particularly fond memory of digging your scene. You want to share with us? I do. I would love to. So me and my friend Jason, we were out there. We were skateboarding. We were on Ventura Boulevard. I was riding up. I saw a boombox. That boombox was blasting. It was jamming. And I just looked at my friend Jason. I looked him right in the eye and said, "Yo, Jason." You know this song? This song is my jam! And I went over and I went to that guy with the boombox. I kicked him off of his stoop. I started skanking. I started skunking. This song was blasting. And I was jumping up and down. I saw a little kid on a tricycle. I knocked her off. I said, yo, man, this is my tricycle now. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I got lost in the music a little bit. Basically, yeah. what it comes down to is I had a really good time with my friend Jason on that stoop rocking out to digging yeah. your scene. There, I mean, there was a lot of scene to dig, so I mean, that's fair. That leads us to track number three, I Just Wanna See. This is another one that's just so great. It's got that kind of old-timey opening. It's got a little bit of like, you know, throwback sound. And then it busts into what you expect from a smash. And that beautiful voice... I mean, it's really his imagine, this one, you know, it's really, it's a ballad kind of, you know, as much of a ballad as we get on this record, uh, but it's slow, it's tender, it's loving. Sleeping on the sidewalk of home, they call doctors and lawyers poetry. Yeah, no, that's sidewalk, it's called life, Paul. The sidewalk of life. We're going to talk a little bit about track number four. We have the song Waste. An acoustic number, it starts out with some really cool effects going on here. Another tender song. You know, a lot of tenderness coming from Steve Harwell. A lot of tenderness. The chicken tenders meal combo, now at Burger King. It'd be a shame to miss it. Contrary to its name, not a waste, Paul. No. I always thought he said, when I'm carrying you, I pretended to fart. But I, that's not, not no. actually what he's saying. It wouldn't be inaccurate with the music video being set inside of an eatery. You know, people tend to do that. And they do. I mean, the lyric is actually, it seems I've tripped and I've fallen. But, you know, with the vo vocal effects, it sounds a little like I farted. But uh, it's a tender song. It's a, it's a lovely, lovely tender song here. 
tender like the chicken tenders I'm assuming Steve Harwell would order in this eatery in this music video. Now's the time to buy nine all-white meat chicken tenders. Yeah, or that he ate with Guy Fieri on this uh, that's show. True, that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. Well, James, that brings us to track five, and we all know what track five is. It's It doesn't even have to be said, Paul. We all know what track five is. And, of course, it's All-Star. Hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play! Hey now, you're an all-star, get the show on, get paid! And all that glitter is gone! So, James, All-Star, obviously the breakout success that catapulted the group to Astro... Nomical Heights. It was written by guitarist Greg Camp, and it was the album's first single released in advance of the album on May 4th, 1999. The single, much like the album, reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Pretty high. Now, for the amount of success this song achieved, I would have thought a number one would have been in order, but I know it did reach pretty high on TRL repeatedly at that time frame. I believe I first heard this song on the TRL. Yeah, well, if we've learned anything in this show, it's that Total Request Live is a way more truthful marker as to a song's success than any chart will ever tell you. Mm, Yeah, I mean, that's certainly my takeaway. The other chart listings for the song, it hit Billboard Modern Rock Tracks at number two, Canadian RPM Singles Chart at number two. It was number four in Australia, number nine in Belgium, number 17 in Finland, number 74 in Germany, number 45 in Italy, number 57 in the Netherlands, number 15 in New Zealand, number 49 in Sweden, number 24 in the UK, U.S. Mainstream Top 40, number one, U.S. Adult Top 40, number one. Man, this song really just got in there, you know, really got in there dug in deep digging that scene mm-hmm. paul and it was really propelled to fame by several movies which i know we'll talk about in our other smashed man segment later in the show but it was initially in the comedic masterpiece and kel mitchell star vehicle mystery men which was featured prominently in the music video and the music video james incidentally also directed by mick g oh snap mick g hold just Hold on. Got it. (laughs) Mick G! (laughs) The music video featured cameos from the film's cast, including Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, Janine Garofalo, Paul Rubens, Dane Cook, William H. Macy, of course, Kel Mitchell, and Doug Jones, whoever that is. Dane Cook uh, famously portrays the uh, waffle later or something. Uh, I think it's safe to say Dane Cook is a comedic genius, and we should all just accept that whatever segment he did in that music video was genius and amazing. Let's hear a little bit of Dane Cook right now. I'm driving over to the show. I'm driving. I'm driving safely. I'm obeying the rules of the road. That was great, Paul. I laughed. I cried. The song was given new life when it was featured in the 2001 DreamWorks smash hit uh, Shrek. Our lovable ogre. Many parents and grandparents were charmed by Smash Mouth's non-threatening pop sugar. This this all-star song was able to resonate with viewers young and old alike. Yes. You know what? You know what they say about Smash Mouth. It's like a parfait. You know, it's you know you know about parfait. You know that line in the movie. It's like a parfait. 
It's like a parfait, Paul. It's like which a par- line is which line is that? Oh, it's a, is that when is that when the donkey says that's when yeah. the donkey says, "Show me the money." Yeah, it's the main character donkey, and he, he says, "Show me he the money, show me he, the money." I'm a donkey. I'm making pancakes. Show me the pancakes. This is not the only time Smash Mouth is featured in the film. They also covered the monkeys. I'm a believer for the film. I talk about a cover surpassing the original. Smash Mouth also covered the Beatles song Getting Better, Ring the Smashed Beetle Bell. Fun fact, they removed the line about beating women. That's that just shows how much better Smash Mouth is than the Beatles. Like they knew better than to do that. Let's listen to a little bit of that. Yeah. This relationship between Smash Mouth and Shrek blossomed into a very real friendship between Smash Mouth and funny man Mike Myers. And the comedian went so far as to appear in the uh, 2003 video for the band's single Hang On. I didn't know that. Yes, and he's just hilarious in this video. We're going to play a little bit of that song here. And hang on, hang on, hang on. Everybody just get on, get on, get on. Get started in. Oh, quality. Yeah. We're going to we're going to have more about Smash Mouth's film films later. Now, this James, there's uh there's something I I can't really uh James, there's something I can't get. What's that, Paul? Well, you know, it sounds like a little like a like a small human crying. There's there's something I can't get, James. There's something like I want enough of, but I can't get it. Is it like satisfaction? No, no. There's something like I want enough of, and I can't get it. There's like a, you know, it's like a small creature crying. Is it like a baby? James, this is Can't Get Enough of You, Baby. Oh! Can't get enough of you, baby. I can't get enough. James, do you want to tell the good people what Can't Get Enough of You, Baby is? Oh, I'm eating a cupcake. Say it with the cupcake in your mouth. Okay. Well, Can't Get Enough of You, Baby is out. It's a song that my mouth sings on their hit song album, Astro Man. It's the portion of the show where we pick out something strange and unusual. And because <laughs> we don't really have another place for him on the on the show. So, so Paul, what can't you get enough of, baby? I found a second cupcake. <laughs> on June 14th, 2015, Smash Mouth was playing a set at the Taste of Fort Collins Food Festival in Fort Collins, Colorado, when Steve Harwell broke from his set and went into an angry three-minute expletive-deleted-laden tirade threatening to beat the audience members responsible for hitting him with bread. What? The band played the opening chords of All-Star throughout a significant portion of Harwell's rant. That is unbelievable. The incident was covered by major media outlets, including TMZ, Gawker, and USA Today. Harwell later apologized for the incident in an interview with the Herald Mail. It's because he's the better man. He's the better smash man. Event organizer Jason Ornstein 
explained that he asked Harwell if he wanted to have the DJs make an announcement instructing the crowd not to throw bread. But according to Ornstein, Harwell, quote, stormed on stage and took matters into his own hands, unquote. He continued, quote, it wasn't like anyone was going to be hurt by throwing the bread up in the air. We just had to laugh at it because he just really made a fool of himself. That's their, that's their tour manager. Wow. You know, this isn't the first time Harwell has got in hard water. I have a follow-up, can't get enough of you, baby, here. During the 2016 holidays, the band released a series of bizarre memorial tweets for Carrie Fisher and George Michael, featuring images of the past celebrities with images of their own logo pasted on them. Uh, They also famously tweeted a Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day image plastered with dozens of repeated images of their logo as a watermark they'll remember the exact moment as a smash mouth moment paul and you know what i want every moment of mine to be a smash mouth moment i watermark all of my baby photos with their logo (laughs) breaking character for just a moment that shit is up it's really up that's really bad they all make a band decision every day what to tweet That was in a press release that they put out explaining themselves. They said, we all meet and agree on what to tweet. So, James, that's that's all for All Star here. That leads us into the follow up on the album track number six, Satellite. Astronomical. This one starts with a very Dwayne Eddy-esque opening here. It's got a little calypso on it. It's got a little calypso. But it also has the hallmarks of those vocal effects that really do add something to the song. You know, Steve Harwell's voice is just a treasure. And as he's singing these lyrics... I can really just feel his his emotion coming through. And he's singing for what he loves, you know. I think he's singing for a beautiful woman, perhaps a hoagie. He's really just belting. He's got a mambo flair, Paul. Mambo Calypso. I mean, I've always said that they're a modern day... Rick Astley. Rick Astley. Hear those twangs. Some nasty twangs. Some hot, hot twang. Which brings us to track seven... Radio. Oh, this one's a rocker. This one really just cooks. Ugh. It's cooking. It sounds a lot like a Longhorn Steakhouse. Oh yeah, pump out the jams. Oh, he's singing about Hollywood. He's singing about having fun. He's got the disco. He's talking about discos. You know, I think this really one. This one really betrays their punk roots. Mm-hmm. Really betrays their punk roots. Yeah, it betroves, it betrays, it beweds, it bewilders, it all, it be all those things. They're hardcore to the max. Yeah, they are hardcore to the max, which leads to um, the next song here, track number eight. Of course, the classic drug anthem, Stoned, which opens at the lyrics here. Oh, my mind is blown, but it's my own. So deal with it. I'm feeling fine most of the time. I may be on the outside, but no one's getting in. So leave me alone. It's kind of happy, though. It's a happy little number. Oh, yeah. No, he's bouncing along. He's in a moon bounce in his head. I'm raising the roof. I'm raising the roof. I feel like people don't raise roofs anymore. 
They don't. They don't raise enough roofs. These guys understand the complexities of taking mind, expanding, notice how I didn't say altering, I said expanding substances, and they take them and they, they know how to turn it into art, man. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say to sum this one up, hey, legalize it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just legalize it. Legalize music. And then, of course, that comes to track number nine, my favorite on the album, Then the Morning Comes. It opens with a classic good morning alarm clock. It was Smash Mouth's first single to enter the Billboard charts, reaching number 11, though it was somewhat eclipsed by the success of All Star from the same album. It was used in a TV commercial by Nissan. Paul, didn't you have like a fun story that went along with this song? Yeah, no, I mean, the story, I mean, if you really want me to get into it, I mean, I can. Are you sure you you want me to get into the story? I think story? I'm ready, Paul. I, you've been telling me about this story for years but you wouldn't get us any farther so i was uh i was sitting in the morning sun i'll I'll be sitting there when the evening comes but uh watching the ships roll in uh and then i watch them roll away again i'm sitting on the dock of the bay watching the tide roll away and I'm, i'm sitting there on the dock of the bay wasting time i left my home in georgia headed for the frisco bay because i've got nothing to live for and look like nothing's gonna come my way, so I'm just gonna sit on the dock of the bay, watching the tide roll away, sitting on the dock of the bay, James wasting time. Looks like nothing's gonna change, everything still remains the same. I can't do what ten people tell me to do, so I guess I'll remain the same. Listen, I'm sitting here resting my bones, and this uh, loneliness won't leave me alone. Listen. Two thousand miles I roamed. Just to make this dock my home, now I'm sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide roll away, and I'm sitting on the uh, dock of the bay, wasting time, ends in harmonic whistling. Uh, And, you know, my journey in that story is uh, chronicled somewhat in the track number 10, Roadman. Afternoon drive personality Kenny Rhoda uses Roadman as a bumper for his radio show heard in Cleveland, Ohio on ESPN 850 WKNR. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Roadman. Anthem for the roadies out there. Anthem for all the roadies, just all those roadies. Those people on the freeways, those roadies out there. And then that just, that leads to one of my favorite titles in rock and roll history here. Fallen Horses is track number 11. That's my favorite one, Paul. Long summer's day stretching out the cold. Searching for the answers, and some say I'm not alone. Could you tell me where I might find fallen horses? Their spirits, they fly. Fly, 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 fly. This song really just explains how mind-altering drugs... Yeah, they, they lead to teenagers horse-tipping, which is just a real problem. 
there's a there's a there's a very captivating performance of uh, of this one as well as the next song track number 12 defeat you from the shoreline amphitheater show from june 18th 1999 we'll play a little bit of now thank you guys song's called defeat you That's my favorite song, Paul. Oh, it's very good. It's very, very good. Opens on a real hardcore riff, you know what I mean? Like most songs on the album, it really hums along. It really, it's it got a lot of energy. It's an up album. It's a very up album. Yeah, it's got a lot of, like, some simple blues riffs in there. It's got some chord changes it's got some notes it's got some singing it's got everything you'd want in a song really and speaking of everything i'd want in a song uh, track number 13 come on come on another oh great song this song was featured in a gap commercial and the films big fat liar dude where's my car snow day and deuce bigelow male gigolo The, the sleeper hit of the century. Yes. And it was also featured in the episode Queen Bebe from the hit television series Kim Possible. Ooh. It's got some of the most beautiful lyrics I've ever seen put to page. I take a look in the sky. A plane goes by. Is that the reason that I can't breathe? I take a look and wonder why. Why these birds don't fly. If I had a gal, she'd be in a dress. I'd better slow my drinking down. Track number f- 14, Home. Oh, this is a, it's got a nice ska rhythm on it, James. Yeah. Hey, hey, James, you know what? Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, man. No, 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 no. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Man. And then track number 15 to close out the album, Can't Get Enough of You, Baby. <laughs> If you don't know this one, you've just been living under uh, Steve Harwell's ass because this one is just everywhere. And uh, we're going to play out this portion of the show with that song. want to say they include one of america's most underrated songs of all time aside from all of smash mouth's hits baby elephant walk is the the first few chords in this song mm-hmm. i just want you to know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why this is my favorite song yeah no that's a good point it's a good point james that's gonna end our track by track we're just gonna get into a little reception here this uh, this album hit the uh, U.S. Hot 100 at number four. We talked about it and it was certified triple platinum. Triple platinum. Got those triple plats. That's three plats. Plat, plat, plat. That was awesome, James. Let's kick it to our next Smashed Man for this what week. What was that? Smashed Man. <laughs> So we'd like to welcome our smash man this week, Frank. Tumanello. Tumanello. Thank you. Thank you. 
Welcome, Frank! Thank you for the air horns. Uh, really, though, really not necessary, but thank you. Our Smash Man this week is Frank Tuminello. He's the topmost, upmost, most, most with the most. Yep. The ghost, ghost with the most. Ghost with the most on Smash Mouth movie <laughs> yes. connections. Yes. He is the authority uh-huh. on Smash Mouth yep. in movies. Correct. James, that was a hell of a sentence, and I am very proud of you. So, Frank, yes. you're here to talk to us about uh, Smash Mouth in film. Yes, I am. And I know the motion picture, the mm-hmm. cinema, mm-hmm. is very important to the Smash people it in is. the Smash Mouth. And I, I hear you're an expert. I've, I've been told you're an expert. Like everyone who watches movies, Movies, you know, I watch the movies and I judge them based on certain criteria, the cinematography, mm-hmm. the writing, the mm-hmm. directing, the mm-hmm. acting. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, does it contain Smash Mouth? That and is I, I the think most crucial. That is the most movie. crucial. That's like number one. And basically, if a yeah. movie doesn't have Smash Mouth in it, you know, like most people score movies out of 10. That's automatic point dropped right there if it doesn't have Smash Mouth. And I, I'm yeah. dead serious about that. Yeah, look, not every movie can be perfect, but every movie should. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, what what, what is so hard about getting Mr. Mouth and his crew to be in your film? We've got a slew of movies, though, that have rocked the cinematic world. Yes. With the Mouth Men, we've got at least three. There's a bunch. There's a whole lot here. First of all, let's start from the beginning, like most things do. You got Mystery Men. Oh, classic. Yeah, a superhero comedy with an all-star cast. Hey! (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Well, I don't get it. I was up all night thinking of that one. It's got uh, William H. Macy, Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, Kel Mitchell. TV's sweetheart. Yep. Yeah. Kel, I love Orange Soda Mitchell. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. And even Mr. Pee Wee Herman himself. I'm sorry! Yes. Mr. Paul yeah. Rubens. Right, the Hermsman. I mean, he did have his comeback in the drama Blow with Johnny Depp, but this is Mystery Men, so who cares about that? I agree. Yeah, does Blow have, have the mouths? No. That's right. It blows. Anyway, Mystery Men. All-Star was actually made for the film if you could believe it. Really? Yes. Fascinating. And the music video has scenes from Mystery Men in it. Yes, that's right. There's that scene in the underground tunnel, right? When they're uh, smashing up the car. Smashing, yes. Smash. Mm-hmm. Smash. They also have America's favorite comedian, Daniel, Daniel Cook. Cook, playing the the waffle guy. Yeah. He's great. He's really funny. I mean, only really eclipsed by the comedic masterpiece coming out of Janine Garofalo. Janine delivering really what I think is the performance of her career. Yeah, definitely. Bowling ball. Bowling ball. So, Frank, when does this song appear in this movie? Well, I mean, you're watching the whole movie. I was watching the movie and I was like, gosh darn it, where's All Star? You know, I'm sitting there looking at my watch. I mean, it's an okay movie. You know, I got a few chuckles here and there, but I was promised All Star. And I, I ain't here an all star. And did it? Did it just not come on? Does it just well, not in the movie? Well, finally it came on. Oh yes, at the end of the movie. Thank God. And I think I know why. They wanted to leave the best impression possible. Most of the audience had probably left by this point because they were just there for the all star. Right. But I got what I came for. I was treated. Yeah. It plays over the end credits. And what more could you really ask for? Yeah. I mean, what you're telling me really is that Nick Fury came out and asked everyone to join the Smash Mouth Avengers, basically, is what happened there. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger initiative. Somebody. Who do you think would be in the Smash Mouth Avengers? I'm going to go ahead and say a couple names to you right now. Uh, Jesse Camp. Avenger! Carson Daly. Avenger! Steve Harwell leading the Smash Mouth Avengers. Avenger! Uh, Steve Harvey. Avenger! Harv- Harvey Firestein. Yes. Avenger! Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Avenger! I would say uh, uh, Sammy Hagar would probably be in it. Avenger! Yeah, no, he would bring with him the powers of Chickenfoot. Uh, Shaggy. From Scooby-Doo? Oh, or- Shaggy. Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Also the Shaggy that was f-ing that guy's wife. Wasn't he? Yeah, bo- both Shaggies. of those Shaggies. The Shaggy dog. Avenger! This is a huge group. Well, it's the Avengers. <laughs> That's true. The Avengers are a huge group. This is how Stan Lee wrote it. So, speaking of superheroes, so we have mystery men about all these, I mean, rejected superheroes. That's not very nice. And Smash Mouth shows up at the end there. You know, it's really the most memorable part of that film, I think, that song. I mean, honestly, like, I would have given the film, like, maybe a 3 out of 10, but as soon as I heard that song, that was boosted way up there to an 8. Nice. Solid 8. Nice. Solid. I mean, I don't know how you can give it anything less than a 10 after the mouth comes on, but... You know, that's you. You do you. A you're, bit of you're a, a critic. A little bit of a harsh critic. One of the best films ever made, though. So let's get let's move on. Let's move right okay, along to their next sure. film appearance. Sure. Uh, well, I don't know if this is going uh, chronological here, but I did want to bring up the brilliant retelling of everyone's favorite gadget-filled inspector, Inspector Gadget. Shrek. Oh. <laughs> Matthew Broderick's Matt, return to the silver screen. Matthew Nick Totopoulos Broderick. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was on a real streak here. He had that lovely, lovely indie film about the big dinosaur. Lots going on for Mr. Broderick, but boy, once he donned that trench coat and hat, I think it's safe to say he was on a John Travolta-style comeback train. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard to top Godzilla, but he found a way to topple us. So thankfully, with Inspector Gadget, you don't have to wait too long to hear All-Star in the film. Oh, thank God. Oh. Sometimes when I'm watching a movie and I know I have to wait for All-Star, I just start to get the sweats. I get the the smash sweats, the mouth sweats. The mouth I get both sweats, the smash yeah. sweats and the mouth sweats. That is sweats. what it's do called. Get, do you get both of those? I don't yeah, know. all the time. Yeah. I have them right now. But anyway, Mr. Gadget is driving in his convertible, uh, and he has uh, Penny and Brain in the car. Penny, who's played by some girl, and Brain, who is uh, played by some dog. And they're rocking out to All-Star. If you're driving in a convertible... And you're riding, cruising down Route 67. Uh-huh. What music would be better? So Inspector Gadget is deep in thought. He's wondering about something plot related. Who really cares? Smash Mouth's in the scene. Right. Brain and Penny are rocking out. And yes, Brain is rocking out. Wait, a, wait you're telling me a dog can rock? Yes, I am. This is the only time I've ever seen a dog respond to a song. Well, you know what they say. Smash Mouth can soothe any animal i would say all star is literally breaking down the boundaries between man and beast you know what leave it up to a broderick production to to really do that yeah all of beast reality really all the reality of beast so just just uh, like you might call it like a just they're masters of the bestiality the beast reality yeah but honestly at the end of the day you know 
I'm saying to myself, this movie could just honestly be a static screen of Matthew Broderick's face with Smash Mouth playing for 90 minutes, and I wouldn't care. Frank, you you actually comped together uh, a little video for us that is just that. It's about an hour and a half, but we could play a little clip of it here. So if for those listeners out there who can't see my screen, that was just Matthew Broderick's face with Smash Mouth's All-Star playing over mm-hmm. top of it. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. So we got now Mystery Men. We've got Inspector Gadget. What else we got, Frank? So the next one's a little bit of a strange choice, but honestly... It's not because it's Digimon the movie. Oh snap! Uh, I love yeah, that Digimon movie. are they are the champions. Yeah. Well, see, obviously, when they brought Digimon the motion picture to the United States and to the West from its native Bolivia, yes, they had to Americanize it a bit. You know, if you're a fan of of anime. There's always people arguing, do I watch it dubbed? Do I watch it subbed? And Digimon, the movie, is no exception. You know, which version is better? Do I watch it in its native language or do I watch it in English? They think I'm crazy for saying English, but then I stare them. Right in their mouth. Right in their mouth. And I tell them, Digimon has All-Star in it. And that shuts them up real fast. Yeah, because what do you say to that? A Frank cinematic slam jam. Can I get a little bit of air horn action? I appreciate every single one of these. I truly do. Keep them coming. All right, so we got the Digimon movie with those digital monsters. Digimon are the champions. Just like Mystery Men, you do have to wait until the very end of the film to hear it. Ten out of ten. You know what? It's almost. It's a perfect movie. I think so. Yeah. Next movie I want to mention is a comedy with an all-star cast titled Rat Race. Oh, I yep. love that movie. Some people say that the Baja Men really made the soundtrack, but they're wrong. Well, the party was right, and it was jumping. What other movie has the Baja Men and Smash Mouth in it? I felt blessed. If Smash Mouth ha- is the Avengers, the Baja Men would be like Alpha Flight. Hmm. The- yeah, the Canadian ones. Yeah, I think that tracks. Yes. Anyway, uh, so you got you got an all-star cast. You got Brankin Meyer. You got Amy Smart, Cuba Gooding Jr., Seth Green, you know, John Nearly Headless Nick Cleese. Oh, man, um, his most famous role. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg, John Lovitz, and even Mr. Bean himself, Rowan Atkinson. Am I too late? Yeah, mm-hmm. rowing in those Oscar golds with this smash mouth success film. And, you know, Rat, Rat Race is honestly, it's a film that's never been done before. It's a completely original comedy. You're mad. No. it's a, Mad. It's a bunch of people, all played by famous celebrities, who learn of the whereabouts of a large sum of, of cash. somebody. <laughs> Please. I'm being serious right now. They learn of a large sum of cash. Body. And <laughs> they all go race for it and see who can get there first. And it's never been done before, and it's completely original, and that's why I love this film. But more importantly... More importantly, this film is unique because not only does it have All-Star mm-hmm. in it, it has Mr. Mouth himself in the flesh along yes, with his bandmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real life. Fleshy Mouth 
is there. Mm-hmm. They sing, don't they sing the entirety of this song in this they, movie? The entire track yeah. is in this film performed live. Yeah. Wow. Literally. I feel I feel like they do it like twice too. But I could be completely making that up. Uh you're making that up, but I wish it was twice. Okay. Again, I mean, it's a trend here, but you do have to wait till the very end of the film. Uh, Smash Mouth basically makes this ending amazing. It's one of the best endings I've ever seen. It it really is. Everything about it is written brilliantly. Like Shakespeare himself, Smash Spear, if you will, crafted this. Smash Spear, yeah. Crafted this wonderful ending. The crew, the rat crew gets to uh, find. I think we're going into some spoiler territory here. I mean, we can discuss it, but I just wanted to give the warning. Good call. Good call. Smash Bout spoil warning. We, We got. We got the rat crew. They're coming. They find the money. And all of a sudden... Where are they? They're at a concert. What? How'd they get there? They drove a double-decker sightseeing tour bus uh-huh. into this stage. What? Into this concert. That's crazy. Do you know what concert this was, Rick? What was it? It was a Feed the Earth. Hell yeah, it oh. was. And you know who was headlining? Not the Baja, man. That's for sure. Macy Gray. It wasn't Macy Gray. It was not the Baja Freshman. Mm-hmm. It was our one and only, the Smash Mouth band was singing live Uh, you mean smash mouth smash mouth was singing frank (laughs) yes and that's what's so great about this scene you don't see it coming and they don't stop coming but all of a sudden happens and john lovitz's kid goes it's smash mouth and that's when i that's when i knew throw to the clip wow this is a treat So one one thing I did want to talk about before we move on to the next movie is those jackets paul paul and frank those jackets yes so they give everyone jackets. They have the Smash Mouth logo on them in the film. They also have on the back Smash Mouth with the Smash Mouth logo. Now, Paul, what I, what I do want to say is, don't you own one of those jackets from eBay? I, I'm, in fact, wearing it right now. Um, I was that? hoping you would mention it. You got that from the Electronic Bay? Uh, I, it, co- it cost me $7,000 and... That's a steal. Yeah, and it smells a little like hot dogs. It's a collector's item, but, you know, I'm a collector, so... It's a small price to pay, and I'm, quite frankly, very jealous. The fluorescent orange looks great on you, though, I just want to say. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. I do I do now smell like hot dogs, though. So, Frank, what do we got next? What do we got next in this pipeline? All right, well, obviously, we're saving the best for last i'm talking about everyone's favorite green ogre shrek hey it's your favorite ogre. it's your favorite parfait your favorite donkey donkey your favorite, your favorite parfait man making parfait may remember that making parfait yeah everyone do their best shark shrek impression I'm Shrek Ogre. Hey, look at me. I'm Shrek. I make a, I make a parfait. What are you doing in my swamp? Oh, swamp. Oh. What are you doing in my swamp? What are you doing in my swamp? What are you doing in my swamp? You're in my swamp. I make a parfait. It's a swamp. Okay, now we got to do donkey. What are you doing? Hey, I make a parfait. You make a parfait. I'm making waffles. Oh, pancakes. I'm making them. Prepare for donkey. <laughs> Prepare for donkey. So, Shrek, you got the mouth right off the bat. 
And this is great news for Mouthheads. Yeah, a, also a clean three years after this song first came out. You know, it was in development for a while. Because it was three years since the song came out, we got a two-for-one special. Right, Frank? That is true. All-Star is not the only Smash Mouth song in this film. That really made me feel good to see that. Oh, that's great. What? What? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Incredible. I don't lie. Uh-huh. Usually. Well, let's talk about the opening first, and then we'll get to that. Okay. Shrek, you get to see his daily routine set to All-Star. And who could ask for anything more? You see him farting, mm-hmm. and that's pretty funny. It's really funny. You know what I think of whenever I hear All-Star? Is it Shrek farting? Well, besides that, I mean, that's a given. I think of an angry mob with torches and pitch- pitchforks. They included that? Yes. And I'm like, wow, how appropriate. It got me so hyped. It got me so pumped. I was ready to see at least five hours of Shrek. Unfortunately, it wasn't quite that long. But but the end of this film does have Smash Mouth with a completely original song that they wrote. I'm a believer. Or was it a cover? Well, Paul, Paul knows better than me. Yeah, it was definitely a cover. We got I'm a believer. We've got All Star. Uh-huh. You got Donkey, Shrek. There are parfaits, yes. And you got Lord Forklift. So, Frank, is that all we got? Uh, yeah. Those are are basically the... How many movies was that? At least five. At least... Okay, ask me what my top five movies are of all time. Frank. What are your top five... Movies. Of all time. I'm glad you asked me that question, because they are... Um, Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Um, and this is in no particular order, but Shrek is number one. Inspector Gadget. Um, Digimon the film movie. Okay. Um, that rat one. Right. And, um, was it Shrek? Is that (laughs) five? Is that five? And those are Frank's top five movies. Frank, thank you so much for joining us oh today it was uh, so and much being fun. our smashed man. Yeah. Uh, this has been a real treat. Yeah. Thank you. Is there anything you'd like to plug into that smash mouth? Uh, well, you know what? I should probably plug my Twitter handle. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, wanna trade pants. All right. So if you want to trade pants with a smash mouth fanatic. Yeah. G- give me a tweet. Yeah. Go on and tweet. Tweet, tweet it. it. And tweet at me. All right. <laughs> now back to the show. The world a token, teach the world to sing in perfect harmony and teach the world to snuff the fires. Thank you to our smashed men for joining us on this show. Look, we we had so many laughs today. So many laughs. Many laughs, many, many funs. So we're going to just give a couple shout outs here to um, some of our regular Smash Mouth, Smashed Men podcast listeners. And I'm just going to go ahead, James, if if you're all right with it, and just dive right into some of our regulars. We have Dave Foley. Thank you, Dave. Oh, thank you, Dave Foley. We have Bruce McCulloch. Uh, Thank you, Bruce. We have Kevin McDonald. Thank you so much, Kevin. We have Mark McKinney. Thank you so much, Mark. And, of course, the unforgettable Scott Thompson. Thank you so much. All you kids, you just light up any hall you're in. You just make our, our podcast something really special. 
Like every week, we give a, a special shout out to Eddie Murphy and Michael Myers. Thank you both for making Shrek. We really appreciate it. We'd like to thank Susanna Roundtree for the intro and outro of our show. So thank you yeah, for that. You did great, and you make us sound like real radio people. Yeah, radio people. And we're also running a contest uh, to win one of the removed frosted tips from Steve Harwell's head from 2004. Don't ask us how we got it. You can win the contest by proving to us that you haven't unsubscribed from this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And until next week, James, I think I'm going to be walking on the sun. I'm going to be walking on the sun. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, now you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. For more information or to contact the show, visit thesmashmen.wordpress.com or email us at smashmenpodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at SmashMenCast on Twitter and search The SmashMen on Facebook. See you next time. Into Smash Mouth music. We've got our har well hard on. <laughs> Man, oh, God. let me bust out the air horn preemptively. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna overdo it. I know better. Nobody loves you. Oh, what was that? That was my custom air horn, which is me saying nobody loves you. I use it more than you'd think. Yeah, I love the comment on this YouTube page. Uh, It just says, I do not own this, nor do I claim to property of Smash Mouth. What's the name of this song again? Oh, my God. I just have to wait for the YouTube ad to end. Uh, Here we go. And here we go. Oh. I'm certainly not (laughs) playing myself. I don't know who I'm playing right now. That leads us... Oh, you can't hear me. And you have a cupcake. What? I brought you this cupcake. Oh, thanks. So you can eat it. I love how we don't know the song. No. I've never listened to this album before. Charlie's uh, coat is very oily because I've been feeding him kitten chow because he's a fat boy. Uh, This one... (laughs) 